This episode is not sponsored, but we encourage you to help support the small businesses, charities and organisations that we mention. Welcome back to another episode of Our Circle. I'm Rhiannon. And I'm Jess. And today we are joined by a very special guest, our dear friend Laura Hall, also known as Fern Designs, who is a freelance graphic designer. Yay! <laughs> welcome, welcome. Thank you for joining us today. Um, I'm very excited to have you on here. Well, we both are, and we're excited to share just all about you all of your amazingness um can you explain to our listeners just first off what a graphic designer is and what a digital creator is because you are all within that realm so could you explain to our listeners what that is sure <laughs> so I guess um kind of as, as its most basic term I guess in my old like jobs we always used to say like we just make things look pretty so kind of when people give us this brief and it's usually in a, a little word document or something and then we'd have to go and and design it and make it look a bit more appealing to the eye. So I guess that's on the basic level. That's what I do is I make things pretty for a living. <laughs> I try to at least and I hope I do it well enough. But then in terms of what I do now with the digital stuff is I mainly focus on Instagram and making things look pretty for Instagram. So all the things or some posts that you'll see for other people, I can help design those. So now are you focusing more on Instagram and online stuff? Yeah. Now, yeah. I think especially with all the lopdown stuff there's been so many more kind of small businesses mm. up online and it's just I found that there is so like I, I can work with people all over the place so I've, I can I'm working with people in Dubai and Europe and it's it's so much easier you. <laughs> what <a laughs> so I was just like okay but it's so, and there's, and there's all different types of business as well. And most, mm. I think it's like, if, if you've got a business, if you don't have an Instagram account, it's kind of like, why? It's mm. one of the things with Facebook now, it's one mm. of the things people go straight to, to find out more about businesses. So there's a lot of people that still use it to actively sell on there. I think people mm. forget that all businesses have a type of branding, whether it's good or bad, whether it's apparent or not, they have a, a, a branding because you have to be able to see the name or, yeah. you know, know what the company is. And so I think your job has become very crucial, like you said, for um, especially in lockdown where people have begun their um, their own businesses and things like that. Those things take time. Well, if you're wanting it done well. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it, it, it is a really time consuming job and I think Jess and I can both speak firsthand that we very much appreciate directly to you we you know for anyone who doesn't know um I'm sorry just to clarify I'm gonna call her Bunny Bunny has been the name that I've called her since we've been at uni together so that is her name her name is Laura but that's just weird to me so <laughs> <laughs> and even with you Jess it's just like no it, it's funny yeah, <laughs> yeah. um yeah, Bunny is actually the our graphic designer. She created our logo for our circle. She is also my graphic designer for being ran in art. She is the graphic designer for uh, sorting out Nina's flowers, which is Jess's mum's floral arrangement business. So she's everywhere. She's getting around. <laughs> <laughs> how did you get into graphic design? Like, How did you decide that's what you wanted to do? I didn't really decide, okay, I'm going to go into this. It was more I all throughout my education I've always gone towards media studies and then even with college and things I just found that a little bit more fun like I like as much as I can sit down at a desk all day I don't like 
Word and Excel and those kinds of things. <laughs> I want to be able to have a bit more freedom with stuff. I'm very much a Mac person and I'll, I'll work in those kinds of things. And it's just a lot more creative. And then doing media at uni, again, I didn't decide to go into graphic design specifically. It was more a case of my final dissertation. I did a piece of print work and actually like I made a magazine kind of thing. And I thought, okay, this is quite fun. Right. Wait, hang on a second you 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 really completely undersold yourself there she didn't create a magazine she made a moving magazine so she tried to replicate harry potter's moving elements uh-huh. you know like in in oh okay i yeah. mean that's slightly different to just a <laughs> yeah. magazine and this is why she got the highest mark of our year in at uni she got the highest wow. score so well done yeah well, <laughs> like, <laughs> let's not oversee that, that thing there please <laughs> no I enjoy yes that was actually it was quite a fun point but now like I look back at it and I'm like geez I can do way better on that and it's, it's mad like I, every now and again I kind of I'd like to go back and do it again I think and just see how different it would look now but yeah so I guess how I got into it was I've always gone into kind of media studies and then after uni I got a job with a graphic design firm which was in-house design team so we were designing stuff just for one company uh, and then I got a bit bored of that so I went on to an uh, agency which is kind of designing stuff for all different kind of companies and then mm. I got a bit bored of that. Is graphic design hard to get into? I think there's so much competition so much and if, I've been quite lucky because I don't I'm not I don't live in central London I'm down south so there's less competition but then I guess the, the not the quality but it's a different kind of game really I think in if you're graphic designing in London like, like with agencies and stuff you're kind of expected to work from 7 till 11 that kind of thing maybe mm. I'm not sure not first-hand experience but I think just down here everything just runs a bit smoother and there are a few more opportunities but especially down here there's people don't tend to leave their jobs as often as they would in London like the, the turnover of staff isn't as much because people tend to get a job and then stick with it forever so new mm. openings don't come around that much but I was very lucky to to get the one I did and it taught me a lot well it sounds it yeah when you say like on reflection looking back at your uni work and you just think yeah. like you can see in yourself that you've come so far since mm-hmm. then and that's yeah. through just like yeah experience isn't it that sounds mad to me as well knowing the person who got the top mark in uni says oh I should I wish I could go back and do better like, <laughs> well, like I just like before like I didn't even like the programs and the things I yeah. do now it's just totally different yeah. and I can work quicker I can work more efficiently there's just better ways do you feel like your style has changed at all like do you feel like you've kind of found yourself a bit more uh, I and I, I think before I didn't really have one. And I guess with my dis- with my uni stuff, it was all Harry Potter stuff. So, so that was where the, the kind of style was. Safe to say I've grown out of that just a little bit. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, yeah, I feel like I've got my own kind of style with things. It's very much kind of the certain colours and things I like. And the way and like my tone of voice, I think that comes out a lot more. And especially now working on, on my own, I, I never use that before like I everything was to somebody else's brief or somebody else's guidelines and that's what you have to stick to but it's nice now that it's it's all from my noggin definitely I mean what made you then do you feel take the plunge to go out on your own to to start your own business and during a pandemic I guess well my old my my last job it was it was the dynamic that that changed things when we went through to lockdown. I was I was pretty happy and stuff before when we we're all in the office together. But then the dynamic just changed when we all moved home, and I just found that the teamwork element wasn't there anymore, and I really struggled with that. Yeah. Um, 
for a, a, probably a few months too long kind of thing. And then I guess it was people like Rihanna and a few other friends kind of saying like, you should, you should call it quits now. Like this is, you're pretty unhappy here. So, and then like I had a friend who I used to work with before, she's on Instagram as well. She's pretty established and she needed some help with some design stuff and just kind of on the off chance, she sent me a little voice note just saying, would you fancy doing this? Um, I said yes. And then it's just kind of spiraled from there, which is, I've been very fortunate that way. An upward spiral as well. <laughs> do you feel like it's going well yeah I do I think at the beginning because I guess I started officially I think the first of January so back then I thought I don't know how the heck I'm going to fill a day but now it's like I need to get better at stopping by a certain time kind of thing mm, so wow yeah it feels good it feels really good mm, very proud of you <laughs> can you explain to our listeners what type of services you provide yeah so I guess for those people that run businesses whether it's just on, on Instagram so those kind of influencer people who are selling the classic this is how you get 10,000 followers and all that stuff or the kind of people uh, uh, so I, I work with like a different range of like personal trainers those kind of influencer people as well and but they then need to for them to get sales they need to post on their Instagram but most of those people aren't designers so they don't really know what looks good and though there's free tools out there they can, they'll put stuff together and it, it sometimes it's just not as cohesive. So they can come to me and say, this is what I want it to say. And I can make it look in keeping with their existing branding that they already have. So it's kind of making those little square posts that you see the kind of carousels as well, all the Instagrammy stuff really. When I started my art business, I knew, I mean, everyone who knows me knows I'm quite impatient when it comes to myself <laughs> and <laughs> I just felt like if I wanted to start this, I needed to start straight away. I wanted to get going, but I also didn't want to half-ass it. So I wanted like my business cards. I wanted, um, I wanted like thank you cards that I would give mm. with orders, and I wanted a, a like a flyer thing. And we had sort of actually spoke about this beforehand when I was like, oh, it'd be nice to have this sort of stuff, like these sort of marketing things to go with it. But when I suddenly realized I wanted it to be a business, I was like, okay, right, I need a designer because I just thought if I try and do this, it's going to take me too long to, I'll, I'll fuss over it. And it was just really, really like, it wouldn't be good for me so being able to hand it over to a graphic designer like bunny like phone designs she had it done within days she, i think also it helps that you know how i am but like as in you know what i like you know the sort of style i like you also had i think you had created my logo or or i'd given it to you before or something so the obviously that that helped but it was just so quick and easy and it meant that I could just get on with the stuff that I wanted to do because as much as it would be nice to say oh I created my own business cards or whatever and I guess to some degree I did because I gave you direction but the the actual execution of it or just taking that off my plate mm. I just couldn't recommend that enough to anyone starting their own business or just anything that's like some sort of venture that involves branding yourself go to a graphic designer because they will really really help relieve you of that stress because it definitely did mm. for me it definitely helped with Jess's mum when we were trying to help her yeah. that I think you did more than what you were doing though for me you did a web design didn't you yeah that? so yeah you did the the website you also sent everything in the formats that we could get um business cards and yeah yeah it was it's amazing like 
how you don't realize like how much you need that I think yeah. at the beginning you're like no you can't do everything on an app yourself like, no, I mean no. and if you if you do it's very obvious this is yeah it. yeah, yeah. You yeah. I think like you explained it better than I did it's just that it's taking that load off people and just saying okay, it is it, 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 but it's it's insane amounts like even with the podcast Jess and I'd it was this podcast has actually been very quick if you think about it like Jess and I sort of always talked about the idea of oh that could be cool or something and then when I, I can't even remember when exactly I'm sure if we look through our text threads or something we'd probably find the moment where I was like I want to do this anyone in sort of thing and just like yes and so we started sort of talking about it a little bit and then I was like if I put like something together that talks about what we could make this into and then we go from there. And I did that and just like, right, I'm I'm in, like I'm all in. And I was like, we need a logo. We need a look. We need something. We gave ourselves the deadline of, I think it was, um, it was Christmas day that we announced yeah. that, that mm-hmm. this was a thing. And so we gave Bunny the deadline from, I think the 19th of December to finish by the 25th. And I'm pretty sure you had it done by the 21st. It was ridiculous. Like, and I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to tell everyone, oh, by the way, if you go to Bunny, it's going to be insanely, I want to put that pressure on. (laughs) But I'm just saying, this is how beneficial it is to have someone who can get that design part of, of, of your business, of your branding, of the beginning initial starts of whatever Mm. you're creating it just helps it's so much quicker Mm. and then you can focus on other things as well so someone else can sort of deal with that side of it especially if you're not very creative as well like I can imagine that that would be such a load off your shoulders to be like right someone else who knows what they're doing just crack on Mm. and also I think those those things that you were saying earlier that you have re with like the I'm a consumer of um being around in art and I've had I've had my um, things sent to me with like the flyer, the thank you, all these things. And it's just such a lovely personal touch. And I think it makes right. so much difference. I think and so it's, too. Yeah. And I think it's so worth getting that done and like put, you know, sending those out with your products. You know, I think it's. Um, You're adding value to yeah. your own brand. Like yeah. the, the, the better quality that your stuff is, obviously, the better it's received, the better like everyone views it so and consumes it so yeah that's no, us a, on our rant of yes, go to- yes. <laughs> <laughs> but um, can you tell us then about a bit I guess about the pros and the cons that you find of working for yourself so I guess pros I have the freedom in the sense so last week I needed to take some time off and it was like okay I can I don't have to apply for holiday if I feel right crappy one day then it's it's up to me it's like I'm done I can I can do this or I had a and like when I first started I booked a dentist appointment and I was like I was I booked it in and I remember I was like doing the process of it and I thought oh no I, I just need to check if that's okay but it, it's little things like that it's like I don't need to ask my boss if I can go to the dentist kind of thing it's more on my schedule which makes a bit a massive difference and like I like the structure of things but also don't it's mm. nice that I don't have to start at nine o'clock if I want to start at six o'clock in the morning I can but then I can finish at two or if I want to start at 12 or something and it's it's that kind of rearrangement of the day that helps and it's it's all on my terms which I think I'm a bit more selfish than I realized <laughs> <laughs> it's funny though you say that because I was just thinking literally when you said uh, about asking for permission to go to the dentist isn't that such a weird concept to think that you're asking permission from other people to do things that you should 
just be allowed to do like you would Healthcare. be allowed to do yeah like it, when you think about it, like that, that is really strange but obviously like I guess it's it's normal isn't it like you, yeah. you have to ask to take time off work but yeah that that is kind of a, a strange sort of thought I guess it's yeah it's weird but like I'm, I'm happy with that dynamic and I guess the cons is like it's quite overwhelming at times and everything is on my shoulders so mm-hmm. I'm I guess I'm the receptionist I'm the designer I'm the marketing manager I'm I'm everyone all wrapped into one but then I also have to be Laura on the side <laughs> it's, it's trying to not let it kind of overwhelm and take control and I guess because everything is on my shoulders it's it's my response like that I guess when I was in a company it was okay the client's a bit ticked off at something but my manager can deal with that but right. now it's like if if somebody isn't too happy or that kind of that customer service is all on me now and not that I was a rubbish employee before all these complaints it's everything is is on is on me now and that's quite overwhelming do you feel like you found a way to cope with that I'm or still figuring it out, figure it out? In all, yeah in all honesty it's um it's a challenge but I guess each week and then there's something that will happen one week and it's like oh I should have thought of that and then but next time I will and it's it's learning curves yeah and it's huge and like everyone always said we never get taught this stuff at at uni there was never a kind of a sense like we're all in especially in a media course there's a lot of room for people going off on their own and you're never taught Mm. how to do it by yourself it's Mm. just always you have to make this portfolio and you have to go and apply somewhere else but yeah you, you really don't and there's a big kind of thing going on at the moment is do you need a de- like a design degree kind of thing? And it's like, well, I don't think so in right. that sense, because yes, I, I learned the fundamentals and then I gained so much more experience through work and things like that with agencies. But I, especially through Instagram, I've, I've met other designers and I talk to them and it's a lot of them don't have that kind of background that I do. They're just kind of self-taught and they've just found that they have this creative flair and have a, have been able to turn it into something do you feel do you feel that a non-creative person can gain you know like how people say oh they've got an eye for this they've got an eye for typography they've got an eye for um color schemes they've got an eye for this do you think someone non-creative can develop an eye for things or do you think that is sometimes not the case like you either are creative or you're not or like do you feel like it can be taught yeah I think so I mean like there's um there's always going to be somebody that thinks something goes with something and just like really but it's, then it's that's what they like and it's like okay well that's your style then if then right. there's probably going to be somebody out there that likes the look of that it may not be the majority but there might be somebody that likes your your kind of look and feel so I think I think everyone is and even if it's like when you go back at school like doodling and things like that everyone's got this little outlet of something that they can use or mm. and if you sit there humming like that's a creative outlet and everyone's got that I'd say do you have have you got experience then of people coming to you with a brief and then you create something and then they're like no 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 I want it like this or whatever and you're just like really and then you kind of have to hold back what your thoughts are on it because they they're quite specific like no I want it like this yeah and you're like no that's not going to go down well in your head (laughs) yeah I'd say that's not like a daily struggle but it's definitely it's probably like a weekly struggle like that will and I, th- I don't yeah. think I'm alone in that with designers. Like it will happen. There's always some somebody that will come and they're set in stone of what they want, but then they've come to, they've employed a graphic designer, but don't really want to listen to what the graphic designer has to say, or they kind of won't take that into account, which is a bit 
counterintuitive, I guess. But yeah, there's some people that are very insistent in what they want and they don't want to change anything. So do you feel like with your job with a or with a graphic design job, it doesn't just come like with you being silent and just doing the job? Do you think it should come with you sort of bringing your experience and like your voice to it as well? I think so. Yeah. And there's it's kind of I, I base it on the client as well. Sometimes clients will just say, no, this is this is what I want. It's like, okay, that's fine. We'll work with that. Or some people are very open to it and they'll kind of, they'll, they'll let me kind of have that creative. Obviously I won't, if, if everything's green, I'm not going to chuck a yellow in that kind of thing. I'll keep it consistent, but it's, it's those little changes that I think they may have not spotted before or it's consistencies in when you post it's, I think little things that people might not notice, whereas I hopefully would, but no, there's definitely some people that are very set in stone, but then on the other side, there isn't, there's some people that, I just have complete creative license for and that's, that's do, you, do you have a preference like do you do you find it easier if someone comes to you with a full brief of everything that they want or do you kind of prefer um if like having free reign of everything I'm not sure yet I've, I've got both like I've got a few clients that know it's, and every week they give me exactly what they want and things like that but so then I, I but it always it comes to I do kind of what they want but hold back in myself and I wish I'd just kind of gone for it but then you you feel a little bit conflicted it's just like well no I need to stick to the brief Mm. also they've hired me to to be creative and to do those little things so Mm. it's finding that balance but um I think I definitely prefer to have a bit more kind of freedom with it definitely cool what advice do you have for a new business that's wanting to approach a digital creator like yourself do you think there's like a basic checklist that they need to approach you with um, that would make your life easier, but also make what they want sort of come to life. As in, they're, they're looking for a designer? Yeah. So I kind of have a, like a little form on my website where people can fill that in and it, it usually gives me enough information to go off. So it's just so the what basic. would be, what is sort of stated on that form then? Like what's that sort of checklist to you then? It would be, um, so obviously like tell me who you are, because what, what, I specialise in the Instagram and stuff. It's like, okay, what what is your Instagram handle? What is your business? What what's it all about and kind of if they have any idea on their ideal client which hopefully they would it's sharing that kind of information with me and then usually the way I'll go down is I ask for kind of inspiration so if they it's always tricky as well because I think when I say inspiration I don't mean copy this and I think a lot of clients do think oh well I just want this replicated on my page and obviously I can't I can't do that anyway but I don't want to So I kind of say like, what do you kind of like? So whether that's they send me some Instagram profiles or I'd like to set up like a Pinterest board and go that way and just kind of chuck everything on a wall. And usually that kind of lets me see what they like in terms of styling, if it's certain colours, if it's certain patterns or the kind of font and things they like, I can usually gauge from that where they're going. And then I'll, I'll have a call with them and we can chat through it a bit more. So there is like a process to everything. It's not like someone just sort of necessarily come straight at you and be like please make this sort of right now like they need yeah I think I think I don't think I'd be doing right by them if I just said yep I can do it in the next hour like I don't think that's fair and I think think that's fair on you as well like to to give yourself that sort of process to get into there it makes it a lot easier I think down the line as well because if they're kind of clear with what they do like and what they so I don't know if they don't like circles and then I'm chucking circles everywhere it will be a lot easier if in the first place they say I don't like circles (laughs) helps me so to have those conversation it helps me out further down the line definitely um I mean along with being busy and successful and creative with everything that you have with fern designs I think it would only be fair to let everyone know that you're also a qualified yoga instructor 
along with a, a running enthusiast as well. And you've kind of merged the two. So she also has um, an Instagram account for that, which is uh, a running yogi. A running yogi. <laughs> um, a running yogi. So you can go and follow her there as well. What What came first, yoga or running for you? Running. Running. Yeah. yeah. How did that start again? Listeners. Classic breakup story. And yeah. then- <laughs> I just thought I need to I'm I'm gonna run I'm gonna run myself through this and I did uh and it stuck like I picked up so many things before and kind of tried for a few months but running was has been the only kind of constant and yes it, it's fluctuated as always but I will still go out for a run and so yeah running came first and then how did yoga come about that was Oh, it's very traumatic with everything no I was that was stress at uni as well so I think I just kind of like Oh yeah, I was literally yeah. just trying to think. I don't remember you starting yoga, but now I do. It's because you were like, I'm stressed. <laughs> I need something. Um, oh, maybe yoga came first then. Yeah, no, yoga came yoga first, came but maybe first. not as not to the degree it is now. No, yeah, yeah, yoga came first. <laughs> <laughs> do Do you have a preference for either oh, one? No, it depends. I think it depends on my mood um if I've just had enough of the world I need to go out for a run if my body just doesn't feel like doing much then I'll do some yoga and it's I'm trying to do the getting to the I'm better at it doing the habit of yoga every day and that kind of thing but even even teachers don't they don't always do it kind of I don't live and breathe it it's it's just a constant there it's I was gonna say it's to me the way when you just said that running sounds like your anger release and when you're like tired and emotional (laughs) it's yoga yeah yeah (laughs) I th- I, that makes a lot of sense though to me actually because the the very short period of time where I was running that really helped when I was like feeling a lot like of yeah. anger whereas if I'm feeling really like emotional and vulnerable and just I need calm and something safe yoga feels quite like almost like a hug I guess yeah, like it, it, it does. feels a lot better and supportive in that way so that makes a lot of sense but um how did you decide or go down the teaching route I think so that was three years maybe ago two two years I think and it was kind of I was really unsure of what I wanted to do I didn't know if I wanted to go into design stuff or if I wanted I've I've always well, as a little girl I was always kind of like I want to work for myself I don't want to work for the man I want to do my own thing kind of thing. I, I was waiting for you to say that I was like she's going to say the man I don't want to work for the man <laughs> and I'm don't and I'm really pleased like it hit me the other day I was like I'm not doing that which is really cool um mm-hmm. So that was a nice little realization. And then I wanted the freedom, basically. I wanted to either, whether that's to travel and to kind of do something anywhere. And I, and like, I think with yoga, what enticed me in was everyone speaks yoga. Kind of whatever country you go to, there will pretty much always be a yoga class. And yes, you may not speak the language, but everyone speaks yoga, I found. And it's kind of, there's that, the connection is is definitely worldwide. And I, and I guess in terms of opportunities, that I thought that could bring to the table and it still can that's what enticed me in and got me very excited to do it. You actually got to train or do your final sort of course in Egypt, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. That was was that whole experience. Oh, it was great. I loved it. It was, um, so there were normally, I think on the course, so I studied down in Eastbourne, just in my like hometown. And normally on the course, I think there's maybe 10 women. This one, we had 19 women. And I've never been in a situation with that many women before. And it was so empowering and it was just, it was so lovely. And at first I was very overwhelmed by it. I didn't really feel that comfortable. Um, But by the end of it, I was transformed, if you like. But it was just 
to be around the, the support was insane and it's just everyone was everyone wanted good things for each other truly wanted good things and that was just the best and it was mm. it was such a lovely trip we all had a week out there and oh we laughed we cried we did everything and it was it was great really lovely way yeah. to finish everything off yeah and we still talk so I was going to ask, are you still in touch with them? Yeah, we've got um, we've got like a, a WhatsApp, and it goes a bit nuts sometimes. So I will put it on mute every now and again. <laughs> but with nineteen women in one chat, it's, oh wow, um, yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, it's quite intense, but they're all lovely. And there's been babies born, and then all this, and it's just like there's there's all these transitions in people's. Oh. It's nice if something happens, be like, guys, I just did this, and the support that comes with it is, oh, it's mind blowing. So how how often I mean I know it's been slowed down a little bit because of the pandemic and stuff but how often were you teaching yoga it was twice a week I think so on Sundays I do like a beginner's class in my local hometown and then during the week during the summer I'd probably do two early morning kind of rise and shine classes at about seven o'clock just down by the beach um the little park I'm pointing as if it's you can see um, <laughs> yeah, yeah two or three times but so I miss it I can't wait to get back to teaching in person again one of the classes you provide is yoga for runners which is quite niche have you found that there's a community of yogi runners out there so before we came out of the, the kind of the first lockdown just after actually i had um so I've, like with my running club and everything that we've got a big community there but it's quite hard to motivate runners are known for not stretching but i had a really successful class which was actually just men I had, I think there were nine men, kind of one got in touch and then the other, like a few of his friends started to hear about it. They got a little bit jealous and I, I held the class for them and there was, there was nine men. And it was one of the best classes I've ever taught. It was hilarious. I've never heard so much like, oh, uh, <laughs> in a class, but it was, but they, they just, they took it on so well. And I think, um, yeah, there's definitely a community for it. And there's, especially down here, there's so many runners that, and they could, do with a bit more of it so there's there's plenty of kind of people that can benefit from it which is I think a lot of people forget there's so many different types of yoga like it's not just one yoga thing like it it is quite tailored to different areas of life like you said with running I often tend to do stuff that's focused on back like pain and stuff like that which is obviously good because I need it and there's baby yoga there's just so many things do you think you'd ever sort of dabble in any of the other ones Mm. I want to do more vinyasa yoga I guess so that I do hatha yoga which is the traditional style but with vinyasa stuff uh it's a little bit more quicker pace you're really getting into a flow of stuff so there's a bit of that fitness element in there as well which I've got plans to kind of venture into training to teach that cool I mean that's sort of what I wanted to ask you as well like what are you sort of hoping for the future with both your design um fern designs business with yoga with running do the three ever tie in together with your future plans what does that future look like for you I feel like I definitely I want to stick with my business and things like that I, I definitely want to grow that I think there is something in what I'm doing um there's there's value with it and there's there's people out there that need it and use it so I definitely I want to stick with that um I'd like to kind of travel a bit more maybe live abroad for a little bit kind of because I can I can do this for wherever that's the beauty mm. of it. that's why I, that's kind of what I've been working towards is just to just pick everything up and, and move somewhere else um so that's the kind of the dream I guess is working taking all of this that I've built and moving around with me so I can mm-hmm. see all these amazing things on the road yeah I was gonna say like the pandemic's probably shown you that like how 
how you can because everything's remote isn't it at the moment yeah so that yeah that's so exciting so where is there anywhere that you hope to live next soon in the future I've been considering kind of Dubai Canada New Zealand that kind of way just similarish lifestyle to here but a lot but you just said that kind of way Dubai Canada (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah that kind of way (laughs) very far from here (laughs) not England right okay all in that side of the world Um, how come those three places what what stands out for you for with Dubai what stands out kind of because I mean I know you've been to two of them so with Canada I think it's just the the scenery like it is stunning it's and just the maple syrup syrup. (laughs) (laughs) friendly and it's just um like England's great and my little town is lovely um but there's so much more to see and I think with Dubai it's just the, the whole different pace of life like I've only experienced those two places on holidays and trips but I loved every second while I was there. It's just I want more. I want another slice of that pie. (laughs) (laughs) What was it that stood out for you for New Zealand? Because that was one that you haven't been to. Mm -mm. I think is that why? Because you haven't been there. Yeah, and I think like I quite like the idea of being really far away. (laughs) 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 Not that I really don't like it here, but I just think it's as proper on the other side. You know, like it would be really cool to just experience that, and it's. Yeah, and I like the scenery is stunning and just everything that like, you told me about it, it's just it's all good stuff. I want to experience that. I kind of hope that you do all three. Yeah, me too. I, I, I think it would be really cool for you. I think it would be business smart as well because you're going like, to, I mean, you've already dropped that you're working internationally already with people, but it makes, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you know, for you to further that and, you know, actually go and maybe face-to-face with clients and get more of the um the environment around that so that you can consume the culture and stuff like that I think that would be really cool for you so definitely I'm hoping for this for you in your future well we like to end all of our conversations with asking our guests what makes up their circle so I'd like to ask you what makes up your circle well friends for sure it's like people like you guys it's just and I think you've noticed that all in in the kind of pandemic and stuff it's so my friends my little family and cats (laughs) (laughs) they mean a big thing to me so any kind of cat I will always find space (laughs) perfect That is a first, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So we like to dedicate every episode to a small business, a charity or an organisation. And of course, you are a guest. So we have asked you and you would like to dedicate this episode to your business, which we absolutely could not support more. So Mm -hmm. we would like to ask everyone to go and check out Fern Designs. How can they do that? They can do that through, well, Instagram. There is the main one. Um, So it's Fern underscore designs. um, And you should find find me on there everything kind of my website and everything is all on there as well and it's a very very pretty website and very fun to look at so definitely <laughs> go and check her out give her a follow tell all your friends and family who are trying to set up their small businesses who are trying to brand stuff even if it's like things things that people don't always think about say that your mum or dad or whatever volunteers at the local football club and you notice that they could probably have some flyers that need handing out think about getting some good quality flyers mm. that could be designed it's worth it yeah exactly think about you know your kids who have got a 
fair coming up you know a school fair or something but it has to be done virtually so they need something designed think about these things it doesn't just have to be businesses <laughs> so brand with fern designs <laughs> you think a new PR <laughs> well thank you very much for joining us i'm thank sure you. we'll get you back just to have you on for fun and discuss something else but i'm very happy to be talking all about you and your amazing new ventures and future ventures so everyone please go and support um and thank you for listening please go and check us out on all of our social medias make sure you stream on spotify and on apple Podcasts, and subscribe to our youtube channel and we'll see you for our next episode bye, bye.